So, Michaela, this is Erica. Hi, Erica. Very nice to meet you, Michaela. I'm excited to talk to you today. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Uh, yeah, t- I'm not going to have any real advice, but we can at least laugh about some uh, mistakes I've made. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of the On The Runs podcast. It is late on Sunday night, and I just ruined Erica's little Boy Meets World binge-watching, but she came upstairs to do the podcast with me. What's going on? Uh, you're welcome that I cut my, my Boy Meets World time short. Now, but, uh, yeah. This is the <laughs> original, the original Boy Meets World or the new Boy Meets World? It's the original Boy Meets World, like 1995 stuff. Yeah, I remember It's that. good. It is so good. The only two names I remember from that show was Topanga and mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney. Yep. That's it. That's remember, it. I don't remember. Do you remember any- Eric doing the Feeney call? Feeney! Oh, there was, a, there was a guy named Eric. It was his best friend, right? No, that's Sean. Eric's the brother. The oh, older brother. okay. Okay. So Sean's the best friend. Eric's the brother. What's the dude's name? Which dude? The guy who dates Corey. Corey. The one who dates to Corey. Yeah. Yeah. They came up with a new one, though. It's like, was it? Girl Meets World. That's right. And and, and Topanga and Corey are married and they have kids, right? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. It's cute, but it's definitely more of a kid show. At least like with Boy Meets World, I kind of grew up with that. So I don't know, rewatching it, I was like, oh, I remember all these times. Like I was probably 12 13 when these like were airing and i don't know it's it's a nostalgia factor for me right now okay what's better boy meets world or full house oh shit man um right now i gotta go boy meets world okay what's better girl meets world or fuller house fuller house okay i loved fuller house oh that was adorable yeah they never did get the olsen twins to come back on that though they had everybody else pretty much yeah no one knows where they are these days (laughs) they've had better days anyways we are separate if you if you haven't noticed i am in my bedroom studio uh surrounded by the usual laundry where are you i'm in the spare bedroom and i'm surrounded by a lot of crap needs to go back in the attic sleeping bags and tents and air mattresses and stuff everything from last weekend yeah it's just been sitting up here <laughs> it's such a hassle putting it back in the attic because our attic stairs like don't work right <laughs> it's just kind of a pain how so probably go back up around christmas time when i get the christmas tree out of the attic so how are you feeling after last weekend's anchor down ultra Whew. um i'm feeling relatively good uh it's funny though all that pt that i've been doing for my left hip Totally made me feel great on race day. And now my right hip hurts. So I got some some more work to do. But I did a 16 miler yesterday. Made it through. But it's very angry today. Why? Why what? A marathon training. Oh, what's the next race? Berlin. I'm going to Berlin for the Berlin Marathon. And when is that? Uh, End of September. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Hey, um, I got to read this to you. So, Lori, Mm -hmm. we know who we kind of, you know who I'm talking about when I say Lori? Yes, I do. I'm very excited. Lori's awesome. We messaged her. She actually shared our episode today, and I want to read this to you. Well, I I just said thanks for sharing. And uh, she goes, Thank you. I really hope you do get Hana on the pod. And she says, This is for you, Erica. 
I'm mm-hmm. working on getting a girl gang together for the 24 hour hour race next year, so we can have the first. I'm guessing the first time multiple females getting the buckle. How cool would that be? I would say I would be more inclined to do the 24-hour race if I could get in with a whole group of girls who are in the same boat and we're all going to try to, like, we all have the same goal. So I feel like I would be a little more inclined to do it. So I have Especially if Lori's training. I think you should do it. I think Callie should do it. I think Mm -hmm. Katie should do it. But you know who else I think should do it? Who? Michaela. Oh, yeah, Michaela, come on up. So, spoiler alert, today's interview, our guest today is Michaela. Erica, you want to help me out with her last name? Shremshock. Michaela. Shremshock. Michaela Shremshock. That was good. You did good. It's the S's. (laughs) Anyways, we have Michaela. Michaela's an ultra runner. We actually had her on before your Anchor Down Ultra, and she gave you a little bit of advice and tips some do's and don'ts, but it was the week of the ultra and we really felt like it was important to get that Mm -hmm. ultra race review special edition episode out as soon as we could. So we saved the Michaela interview for today and I'm super excited because I just finished editing it last night Mm -hmm. and it's good. She was so much fun to talk to. I was so excited to hear, hear all of her crazy stories. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. If you, uh, there's one part when she's like, nah, I haven't really done that many 100-mile races. And then she drops the number and we're like, <laughs> Oh, Michaela. That's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not to you, but to everybody else it is. And for those of you tuning in for the Code Browns, we got a couple. Oh, they're good, too. I actually had a Code Brown the other day during my run. But I got lucky. There was porta potties because they were around soccer fields in Billerica, and mm-hmm. it was like a beautiful, clean, like a brand new porta potty. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, it was great. There's like a few things in life that are nicer than a brand new porta potty. It was fantastic. I was so excited. I've been running with my my new boss, and we'll do two point three miles or so. And then I was just feeling so good. I said, "I'm going to keep going." He's trying to get back into it. So I kept going and I only ran like a third of a mile and I'm like, oh, something's going <laughs> on. And then I'm like, oh, well, about another quarter mile supporter. I needed it. I needed that porta potty. Mm-hmm. Like, I just got so lucky. Yeah. When nature calls, you answer whether you want to or not. <laughs> That's right. All right. So I say we get to Michaela. Yeah. Let's jump right in. She's awesome. I like you. Everybody, you guys are really going to enjoy this next interview. Michaela is so awesome. Enjoy the interview with Michaela, and we'll see you on the other side. Our next guest on the runs is an ultra-running badass from West Virginia, and I'm super excited to welcome one of my friends, Michaela Shermshock, something like that. I can't say it. It's harder than my last name, but Michaela, welcome to the On he the Runs. He immediately messed that up. It took no time <laughs> whatsoever. Didn't even try to no, get it correct. No. It's right, ready, ready. Shremshock. And Erica. That's fair. That's fair. I have the easiest name out of all of us, I think. Erica Hamill. <laughs> yeah, she's not as cool as us. Ten letters. Yeah. <laughs> Easy syllables. How are you? How's life in West Virginia? Is that where you are right now? I am, yes. I'm in beautiful Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Great little town. Um, it's a little warm here. It's been pretty hot, and I don't do hot weather, but we're surviving. Is that where you grew up? I grew up in West Virginia, but the complete opposite side of the state. Okay, so you stuck around, but you moved around. Right, yes. 
I driven through the state a couple of times. I thought it was beautiful. It reminded me of like driving through Franconia Notch of New Hampshire. Oh, that's nice. I have not been that way yet. You have not been to West Virginia yet. No. Yes. But you've been to Franconia Notch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know New Hampshire. I've been, I have to Franconia. Not been to Franconia Notch, but I've been to West Virginia. So we're so. talking mountains and Well, next time you come to pretty. New Hampshire, because you come a couple times a year, let's explain how we know each other. We work together, but we don't work together. We only just work for the same company. And years ago, you were visiting the national office and someone emailed me and said, it was your boss who emailed me and said, hey, yeah. you should go running with Michaela. That was actually my first day of work. So I like I was I didn't even sign any paperwork or anything and I went running with you. <laughs> Love that's, it. That's right. And then and then we went running again through Mines Falls. So I took her to Mines Falls, but we took like a group and everyone loved her because she had this T-shirt on that said Pacer, official Pacer. Ooh, oh. fancy. And everyone's like, what's the official Pacer? What are you doing? And so no one really knew how of a experienced runner you were at the time. I forgot about that. That's just like one of my tank tops that's in rotations. That was actually from the Virginia half marathon that's right across the road from me here. It's a, a destination race. So definitely a good one for people to check out. Um, but yeah, so I was a pacer and they gave you a free t-shirt. And I mean, is there a better reason to do something than a free t-shirt? <laughs> as long I, as they give you a free banana too at the end. And, right? and add the beer maybe? Yes. Those, well, the, you got those... the wine instead of the Ooh. beer and the banana. You had to provide your own. That's fancy. I would say free apparel, free alcohol, and free food are the top three <laughs> for yeah. the free list. Yeah, throw, right. throw in a medal too. You'll have my attention. I, I'm not into the medals. I usually throw mine out at the end of every year. No way. <laughs> you know what? You I've may- been thrown away belt buckles. What? I know. The I'm coveted belt buckle. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, cover your ears. <laughs> You're not going to want to hear this. <laughs> Rachel runs for medals. Do not do not listen. You know what you got to do is, um, I've mentioned it before. I don't know if you know who Ryan Van Duzer is, but he does this big 50 miler in Mexico every couple of years through the Copper Canyons in Mexico. And the day before the race, there's this huge kids race and every kid gets a recycled medal. Oh, okay. And so people who don't like, like you who don't keep the medals, they donate them and, and who knows where they go. But this one person collects and she has hundreds of medals and all these kids get like, someone might get like a, the Cigna Elliott 5k and then their friend might have an Ironman medal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all random medals. It's pretty cool. That's but awesome. Donate them to like kids that have cancer too, but they only take marathon and Ironman ones. And those are usually the ones you do want to keep. So mm-hmm. I would say that's probably the only one I really have like displayed in the house right now is the Ironman one. Mm-hmm. I, I got to get like <laughs> a metal hanger. That's what I got to do. I got to become like, like Erica here with the metal hanger. Mm-hmm. Like I'll Rachel. Point, I'll point you in the right direction. Ooh, I finally got to see her collection, by the way, in person, Rachel's. <laughs> it's awesome. All these years and finally Crazy. got to see it. Yep. Am I allowed to ask a question on this podcast too? You can do whatever you want. Do you have a shoe room? Like, what do you do with your old shoes? That's my thing that I don't like to get rid of is my old shoes. Well, for me, I tend to throw them away. I I don't really have sentimental attachment to mine, but I wear mine out. There's like nothing left to them. So either they'll be like outside shoes and then they'll go to like a treadmill shoe and then they'll just go in the trash. But how about you? Another way, mine start on the treadmill and then they turn into an outside shoe. That's so cool. <laughs> so mine will be a running shoe and then turn into a walking shoe like 
uh-huh. after I retire on Strava. Mm-hmm. But then I yeah. toss it out. I have saved one pair of running shoes, and they're the ones I did the Ironman in. Probably never they'll be displayed, but maybe one day they'll be a <laughs> Iron Man. You need like a finished basement that's just like your man cave. I really you do. Spent all your savings on the Normatec boots, didn't you? No, I okay. I paid for those with my HSA account. <laughs> that's a that's a brilliant hack. This is a great story. It was the first Saturday of quarantine when like everyone is forced to quarantine, and I was miserable. I couldn't go anywhere. It was the first Saturday in six, seven months I hadn't refereed hockey or something. I was losing my mind and I wanted to buy the boots. So I went to buy them. And for some reason, you know, when you go to a website and it's like apply for our WePay credit card or something, and it was denying me for some weird reason. I Googled and it's like, hey, you can buy these with an HSA card. So I had like eight grand in my HSA account. And I'm like, you know what? What's 1500 of that eight grand? Boom. I hit submit. It worked. They said, you might have to file something in taxes or it might come back at you later. Two years later, nothing has happened. And I got some sweet Norma Tech boots. And no longer, because <laughs> they sold to Hyperice, no longer does that qualify as an HSA purchase. Ah, interesting. So okay. I'm, I'm like Good one of the last ones. He cheats the system. <laughs> hey, when you're here, you can borrow. Do you have a pair? I do not. I uh, I never sit still long enough to use them, but I use them like sometimes they'll have them at a booth at the end of races. Yes. And then we were just talking about them because like, you know, those massage guns, mm-hmm. like everybody got a massage gun, but we all paid different prices for them, right? Like some people got the $30 one all the way up to the $400 one. And we want to have a competition and see if they're good or not. Well, the Normatech boots are the same way. There's like $50 ones on Amazon. And I want like all of us to bring them to like the running store and try them all out and see like, is it really worth the extra money for this? That would be a ton of fun. That would be like a good blog or YouTube video or something, you know? Right. Let's compare. We could do that as our first like on the runs blog if we ever have a website or something like, is this worth it? Right. Yeah. But he totally, when he bought his, he was like, you really should get a pair. And I'm like, I know, but they're so expensive. And he's just like, you need, you need these. I sat on them. Well, sat on buying them for like three months because he had his in what, March? And I got mine in June. And I was like, these are such a good. Basically, I brought them over every time we went running and put her in and like kind of just guilt tripped her into Mm -hmm. getting a pair. But so worth it. Two years later, I love them. They're perfect. I fell asleep in them yesterday. (laughs) I put them on. I I just needed a nap, but I had the boots on and I just kind of (laughs) tilted, tilted over and bam. But we are here to talk to you. (laughs) <laughs> yes, not us. Not us. I'll stop asking questions. Sorry. You can <laughs> ask good. as many as you want, but we want to ask you about ultra running because you yeah. are a pretty badass ultra runner. Erica is getting new into the ultra running game, and I am now an amateur ultra runner Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest job. <laughs> it was miserable that last year. Anchor down. Mm-hmm. Is a sure. It was miserable. I when I wasn't running with you, it was the worst. <laughs> The mosquitoes, the heat, the humidity, mm-hmm. the ball soup. <laughs> Weather this le- this year looks great, though. How did you um, get into get a shirt and a medal for your Sherpas? Because apparently they whine a lot. Jeez. That's so smart. <laughs> I I'll, all I did was uh, like get get him food and snacks and Twizzlers and stuff. That was my thing. And I filled his gas tank. So, <laughs> you oh, you really broke the bank on that one. Well, that was last year. Yeah, wasn't it was so before bad. it got bad. But this year, I promised the same thing. So, <laughs> so which, how long is is anchor down? Um, so they have a six, a twelve, and a twenty-four hour race, and I am doing the twelve. 
Okay. All right. And what time of day does it start? Like a normal? It's a 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. race. So this this changes it up a little bit, which is kind of nice. There is a 24-hour race, but it goes 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think the evening starts are a lot better. Um, I love running at night. One thing I will say, I've always been very anti-waste light. You know, the, the really bright lights that everybody puts on their waist. And whenever mm-hmm. you have like an outback course, it just feels like you're running down the middle of a highway. It's so bright and so annoying. And I've railed <laughs> against them forever. And then I was pacing a girl at the CNO Canal 100. And after I got done pacing her for like 30 miles, my neck didn't hurt at all. And I realized it was because we were using her waist light. And like whenever I have a headlamp on, I'm trying to keep my head perfectly still the whole time. And so now I'm like a total waist light convert. I didn't get the huge like Kogala really bright ones. It's just like a 600 lumen one. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, a waist light is super helpful. You can look around and look at stars. Like it's, you need a waist light for this. I'm going to have to take (laughs) notes because plus some of it is on a trail portion there's like 0.9 miles and that gets real tough headlamps just are never my thing they like cut off the circulation of my face too <laughs> just pressing well, on I your forehead have a buff on underneath or something like it mm-hmm. can never work the headlamp by itself yeah um, i usually keep the headlamp on just like if i need to check directions or look at something um but the waistline has been a total game changer i just did um iron stone that started at 2 p.m at night and it was a 100k but it ended up taking people like 20 some hours to do wow uh, and that that waistline got me through it was a chance. So you would say the waist light is a do for for ultra running in at nighttime because <laughs> we want to know more about do's and don'ts of ultra running in addition to all the cool races that you've done. So- well, I mean, these are all things that I have learned from from don't doing, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I will say eating before a nighttime start race is a little bit more complicated, right? Because you, I mean, I'm an evening runner. So for me, it's fine. Like that's whenever mm-hmm. I'm normal awake and I'm cheerful and I'm like oh okay let's do this thing if you see me at a 6 a.m race I'm just like what (laughs) what's going on where am I I don't what am I doing here Um, (laughs) the face I wish the people could have saw your face (laughs) it goes great on a podcast right (laughs) yeah Um, it's like Urkel without the sun without the eyeglasses that's what it was it was Steve (laughs) Urkel without the glasses yeah exactly um so yeah so just be careful what you eat obviously the the day of the race but it's usually easier to eat a lot right like Mm -hmm. you don't worry about morning stomach and stuff is it do you know what the weather is going to be like yet oh i i've been creeping on it for a while now and it looks like it's going to finally be nice weather so preface this by last year's race it was i think like 95 degrees even at like seven o'clock at night uh-huh. and the humidity was at least like I think it was at least 90 percent but it like it was soup like he said ball soup so this year I think it's a high of 79 degrees and it's going to get down into like the 60s it's uh Bristol are you looking at Bristol Rhode Island Colt State Park in mm-hmm. Bristol Rhode Island Friday a high of 79 a low of 59 Ugh. so it might get into like little i might have to wear a hat chef's kiss well i would recommend that you definitely take a change i mean i assume this is a short loop right so you have, it's like, two and a half loop. miles just shy of okay. two and a half yep yeah so i would at least leave one warm comfy thing mm-hmm. like you're probably not going to need it the chances of you needing it are slim to none but if you come through at like three o'clock in the morning and you're just like crabby and tired and whatever mm-hmm. uh 
that way you can put on like a nice fluffy hoodie or something and at least get through the next loop. Mm-hmm. That's always my thing. I've tried doing these like backyard ultras where you just have to be a machine and super consistent. And it's always like two or three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to run. <laughs> That is like by the next loop, a couple miles later, I'm fine. But that's the exact mindset you just have to like snap out of. You you give yourself like one lap to just commiserate with yourself, and then snap out of it. Laps, you know, whatever. (laughs) I wouldn't put I would put a number on that. (laughs) Last year, Erica did the race, and she got second. I was second female, which was why were you first? Because <laughs> I gave up. Because <laughs> I was grumpy and tired. Oh man. Well, now there's now there's the challenge and the pressure this year to win. Ah, there's yeah. there's better better trophies. <laughs> the girl who beat her jumped up to the twenty four hour race. Oh, okay. So you're a shoe in then. Per- perhaps I do know some of my competition this year, and it uh-huh. is it is fierce. <laughs> so I will try my best. I'll, I'll see what I can do. With <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I couldn't do this. This girl's too sweet. She's too nice. If it <laughs> were anybody really else, <laughs> exactly. If it was anybody else, maybe I would I would be like, here, have a cookie with like, or have some uh, sugar free gummy bears. Yeah. Nah, I won't do sabotage. That I want to. I want to win for real. If I'm gonna, if if I have a chance, I want to do it for real. Not, I was not joking, but that is really sabotage. fun. Whenever you can be in the top spot and you know mm-hmm. the people, and you can have a good like, let's push each other to go as far as we can, kind of thing. It's gonna be a fun night. So I'll be there. I'll be there running. I'm gonna drive her there, drive her home, doing my duties, and every. She'll go. Hey, I need my. Sand. Last year I screwed up. She goes. I need a sandwich. So I ran back to the. Um, the tent and I got her sandwich and when I went down some woman saw me and she's seen me the entire night and she goes you just missed her <laughs> I wasn't about to wait for it I'm, like, I'm nope. like no she's gonna kill me down the trail to go give her her sandwich jeez I was I was at like the middle of the course it's on like an island just picture an island and you run the perimeter and so she's running back and I'm running like trying to figure my way back to get to the camp and grab the sandwich and then run to the starting line and I missed it. And even at that point, I remember I couldn't eat the sandwich. I was like, ugh, I'm not hungry anymore. I knew I needed to eat food, but I couldn't do it. I took like four bites. I was like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So when you do your ultras, do you have a support crew? Like, do you have a team or is there? No, never. This year, whenever I did my big string of ultras, I did kind of cheat. I used music. I used headphones for a couple of the races. Wait, is that against the rules? No, no, no. <laughs> I just normally, I do no crew, no pacer, no music. You are um, hardcore. <laughs> I don't think I could do that yet. I need some practice. Uh, I had, whenever I first started, I had crew for two of the races. And I just get very, like, I feel like I'm making them wait for me. Like, I just, I feel like I'm responsible for their happiness and everything. And I, and I have always dropped if I had crews. So oh, no. it's just easier for me if I don't. Um some races it's pretty easy, like a loop race, you know, it's not a big deal to just, I usually just have this plastic set of drawers that I take around with me and it has everything labeled. Um, something like Eastern States where it's a hundred miles single loop course is a little bit more complicated because you have drop bags spread out all across the state of Pennsylvania. And you're like, I don't know when I'm going to get there. Do I need a headlamp at aid station five or aid station 10? Like Ooh. it's a little bit more of a logistical challenge, but. 
crooks can sometimes have problems too. They get whiny, they get lost. There's no cell phone service where you need them to be things like they don't get you your sandwich in time. (laughs) That's a different story. If they miss you, then you're you're screwed for a while. And there's Mm. the time I couldn't find Scott Black because he changed his helmet on me in the Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like looking for a green helmet the whole time. And he happened to have a white helmet just like everyone else. It was that so that one wasn't my fault. It was his, but yeah. So back back to back to Michaela. No more me. So so tell us about some of your favorite ultras. It seems like you have quite the ultra running resume here. So give me some of your favorites. So I started ultra running. Somebody's gonna have to check ultra sign up in 2011, maybe. And I signed up for a 5K snowshoe race. That's how I sort of got into this. And the door prize was a T-shirt from the Highland Sky 40 miler in Canaan Valley, West Virginia. And I was like, oh, well, it's bad luck to wear a shirt if you haven't done the race. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I better hurry up and sign up for this ultra. And (laughs) I mean, I had done a half marathon once. And then I didn't touch running shoes again after that for like two years. So you went (laughs) from a a 5K or did you say five mile snowshoe race? It was a 5K snowshoe race. So you went from that to a 40 miler? Well, I told people that I was signed up and they're like, oh, we can't do an ultra until you've done a marathon. And I was like, really? I didn't know. Nobody told me that. So I hurried up and signed up for the Pittsburgh marathon, which was like the month before this ultra. Mm -hmm. Um, And then somebody saw my time and they're like, oh, are you trying to qualify for Boston? And I was like, what? (laughs) and so anytime people ask me questions i'm just like oh i don't know okay i'll sign up and try to do that (laughs) damn girl Uh, so you're fast too um so yeah so i did my first old my first ultra highland sky and actually i just went back and did it for the first time since then um this past summer and it was it's still such an amazing race again just a very low key and 40 miles is like a very nice distance right Mm -hmm. you could start and finish in the same day you can even drive yourself home you can still like walk upstairs the next Mm -hmm. day once you start getting into 100 milers you know it's just like the whole weekend's gone the whole week before it's gone planning (laughs) and traveling the whole week after it's gone because you can't function Mm -hmm. I haven't really done that many hundreds I think I'm on 11 now that's an impressive Um, number that is very (laughs) impressive that's not that many are you kidding me (laughs) no she goes I haven't done that many hundreds and I'm like yeah 11 that's not that many Um, but the one I did this year was Old Dominion. It's the oldest 100 miler on the East Coast. And a lot of people kind of poo poo it like it's not that serious of an ultra because a lot of it's run on road or, you know, like kind of rail trail or gravel mm-hmm. road. But you get to the really hard technical climbing sections at mile 75. Oof. So most people are there at, at the dark and you're not allowed to have a pacer, but you can have a safety runner just so you don't fall off the edge of the cliff and die. Oh <laughs> like God. one section. Of course, that happens like at mile 80 to 90. Ugh. And I thought this was going to be a one and done kind of race. But afterwards, so they let you use the hotel next door. They let you go in and take a shower there so you can get cleaned up and stuff. And then in the morning, they serve breakfast to all the runners and they start with the slowest person and they give it, everybody a chance to come up and speak into the microphone and just say like, you know, whatever they want to, you know, most people thank their spouses or their family for coming or, you know, some runner that helped them through a difficult time on the trail or something. It was really special. And I've never known of another ultra that, that has done that. So I, I think I might have to go back to that. one. That's now. very cool. Yeah. Did, the was, breakfast was really good too. So you got <laughs> to speak in the mic? What's that? Did you get to speak in the mic? What'd you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you say? 
Everybody did. Um, well, there was this one section that nobody liked. It was like an ATV trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was super rocky and ruddy, but it was kind of the first section of trail that we got to. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just commented how nice that was. And I thanked all the runners that, you know, were out there and stuff. So it was it was a beautiful night. The stars were out. It was super humid and moist. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, you kind Ball of soup. that in June in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I would be like, um, ouch. <laughs> that, that would be, that is all. So it's, it's the first race for people that are doing the grand slam. So if you do like the five one hundreds in one year, you have to start with old dominion. And so a lot of people were telling me about this and I was like, that sounds totally hokey. Like who wants to have a big powwow and kumbaya moment at the end of a hundred. But then I was there and I was like, oh, this is so touching and magical. I love it. <laughs> so I'm hearing you drop all of these new like terms and races and I need to, I'm going to have to like listen to this over and over again to like, okay, she she mentioned this. I should look this up. Don't, don't even do <laughs> am it I, because am falling like, into a wormhole. Your bucket list will grow longer than you have time on this earth, right? (laughs) It's kind of like my reading list for books. I just, I add five races every day and I only run, you know, one a week or something. (laughs) There's not enough time. Yeah. Recently, didn't you do two races in two weekends? Maybe they weren't 100 milers, but they were like over 50 for sure. Uh, I did three races in three weekends. Uh, get it right, Eric. <laughs> How rude. Um, yeah, so Old Dominion was the first of that. And then I did Laurel Highlands, which is a 70-miler across the Laurel Highlands hiking trail in Pennsylvania. And then it ended with Highland Sky, the 40-miler in West Virginia. And I wanted to do that series, like a back-to-back-to-back forever. Uh, I signed up for them all in COVID, the, uh, 2020, and then obviously they didn't happen for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Laurel Highlands is probably one of my favorite ultras. It's only 70 miles. Only, um, I love it. Yeah, but it, only, only eleven hundreds, only seventy miles, only not a big deal. No, sh- <laughs> you got the hard one out of the way. The hundred was done first. Check. Then it got easier and easier. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And none of them were super far away either. That's the other thing that I have trouble with is if it's you know like in the winter time I tried to do this with some of my winter races, but that's a flight, and you know you have checked luggage, and you just have so many logistics, and I just it's the travel and logistical stuff always stresses me out mm-hmm. a lot more. And it was the racing, so only 1100s. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so what do you try to do 100 a year or two, or what? what's kind of your well, I'm still trying to get into western states. Uh, I don't know how many tickets I have right now. You know, I think I have like four years, so that's two to the n minus two to the n minus one. So that's two wait, how do you get into western states? You got to qualify. Yeah, you have to qualify. Or you, no, no, you have to get a, a lottery ticket. Okay. Um, and so there are only so many qualifiers around the world. Um, most of, almost all of them are a hundred milers. Laurel Highlands is a seventy miler, and it's a qualifier as long as you finish in a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, so usually I do Laurel Highlands just because I think it's one of the easiest, quote unquote, <laughs> ultra that that gets you a ticket for Western states. I try to do at least one or two hundreds. I, I wish I had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like I have a plan. Sure. Yeah. I try to do at least one or two one hundreds a year just so I can keep my tickets for Western States. Although they changed that this year too. You don't need, you don't need a yearly ticket anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to run a couple marathons. Usually what I used to do before COVID obviously is I would do like 
marathons and longer one year, and then I would do marathons and shorter the next year. Mm. Um, but kind of like we were just talking about, then somebody will mention a race and be like, oh, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? Oh, well, that's my whole plan. And I also don't know how to work a calendar. So if I have a race <laughs> at like the last weekend of a month, whenever I flip it over, I don't remember that I have a, a race like the previous month on that weekend. So then I'll book myself for a race the very next weekend. Mm. Thinking like, well, that one's in June. This one's in July. They're a month apart. <laughs> honest mistake it's an honest mistake it really is yeah yeah um but I think next year my big goal is I'm going to try to do the triple crown one of my friends um has DNF at uh at um at uh oh I can't think of the name of the world's end he's DNF world's end twice so that's part of the triple crown in Pennsylvania and we're going to do all three so it's Heiner world's end and eastern states in one one year We'll see how that goes. I am very much impressed with this, (laughs) with your whole running (laughs) ultra accomplishments. That's that ambitions, even the ambitions. And I don't don't understand why, right? Like it's left foot, right foot, repeat and eating a lot of eating. (laughs) That's the hard part. I have a hard time getting myself to eat during these races. So once I perfect that, maybe I can go bigger. We'll see. (laughs) What do you use for nutrition? Uh, so if I'm doing just like a, a marathon, um, I tend to just do, I, I like scratch labs, super fuel, and okay. it's just like a super concentrated drink mix. Cause I do have trouble eating. Like I don't like the gummies cause they get stuck in my teeth and it bothers me more than, than I get out of it. And so that's usually enough. And I'll do like Gatorade and, and water on the course. Um, but, but yeah, like actual food is, is tough for me. No, the super feels good stuff. That's what I use too. It's oh, a pain awesome. in the butt to mix, but um, worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. So I'll just have to. I was thinking for my ultra this weekend, um, getting like those little fun size like Snicker bars and like every lap, be like throwing at my face. Like <laughs> if, if you get it in my mouth, you win. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, throw them and I'll try to get them. <laughs> If he doesn't get it in your mouth, then you just have to eat it with sticks and leaves and stuff on it. Sure <laughs> That's a little dirt. I can handle that. But <laughs> but I figure maybe like little bite size something and then it should last me the lap and then I'll maybe try to try to do a little bit better. But Well, this ultra has like an epic food. Yeah, slash, the aid station is great. Yeah, it has this epic aid station and there's a guy there. We call him juice box guy. Juice box guy was the best. He just had Capri Suns, and I found I I was like, oh, where did you come from? Like he was right next to Soda Lady, and I kept visiting Soda Lady, but I, I was like, where did you come from? You're new. They must have sw- swapped out, and so he had juice boxes that I kept like downing. In the worst part, I'm going to continue the whining here of a Sherpa and support crew. I'm looking at this epic food table, and I can't take one thing from it. It's the worst <laughs> All you have part. To do is sign up for the race. Yeah, one All day. <laughs> But they have like midnight pizza party and I was so not in the mood for food. I didn't even eat any of the pizza. I was very sad, like disappointed in myself. I love I pizza. I never eat aid station food. Usually I'm scared of it. Like food coloring, fake food coloring doesn't always do well for me. Mm-hmm. And then sugar doesn't always do well. Sometimes I go too crazy on the fruit and the chocolates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Boiled potatoes with salt. Always a good choice. Tater tots. Oh, tater tots. Ooh, I'd be all over yeah. that. Didn't they? Uh, I don't know if this is a real product or not, but I, I've seen it in the. I think it was Bad Alter Running Advice Facebook group, but they make like um, the Go Go Squeeze pouches of mashed potatoes. Is that like a real thing? 
I don't, I don't like mashed potatoes. <laughs> I mean, maybe once I turn into Eric and I've lost all my teeth. <laughs> I mean, lots of my ultra runner friends, they'll even bring like those little instant cups of mashed potatoes, like for themselves. I just, ugh. I'm not ugh. a big fan of mashed potatoes either. Well, I also don't like pickles. So it's a miracle that I am able to run. You it shut really your works. mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, my friend just had a an ultra this past weekend. She did uh, the Loopy Looper in um, New Jersey. And it's okay. it's basically the same style as Anchor Down. I noticed that their aid station, you can buy like, you know, a box of wine. It's a box of pickle juice, like a five gallon like oh, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe that is an actual thing you can buy. I just figured out what so I'm getting Ashley for Christmas. Sorry. And Mother's Day and we're, birthdays. We're gonna totally gross her out. <laughs> All right, change her, of subject. Her facial reactions are the best. Change, change of subject. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into ultra running. Let's move on. You mentioned winter ultra running, and I saw a picture of you like in the middle of January. It looked like you were on the minnesota canadian border doing an ultra and you're pulling a sled <laughs> yeah so um these are called winter ultras i know great naming convention uh, <laughs> and they're more than just ultras that are done in the winter time there are some of those obviously but these are a, a special breed that one was probably arrowhead which takes place in international falls minnesota so you were dead on with the minnesota canadian border uh, there's another one in Wisconsin in December and then another one in Wyoming in March. So all of those are really fun. The nice part about it is you can take pretty much as much crap with you as you want. You just have to pull it behind you in a sled. <laughs> so you don't have to mess with hydration packs or bladders. As long as you have a way to keep your phone warm and your water warm, then you're good to go. Um, Calling them running events might be a little bit of a stretch. There's, you know, as with all ultra running, there's a lot of walking. We just don't call it walking. We still call it ultra shuffling or something. Power hiking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have had this these races on my radar for probably even before I was a, a runner even. And then I met a guy at a local race here who had done Arrowhead. And I was like, oh. So mere mortals can do these. I thought it was just people that were like born and bred in cold climates. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't even like cold weather that much. I was like, oh, cool. So I signed up the next year and um, yeah, I just really fell in love with the racing style. It's like 30, 35 miles between checkpoints. So, I mean, you're going basically a full day. They are on snowmobile trails, so you may or may not see another snowmobile, or it kind of depends on, you know, like the one race starts on Monday specifically to avoid snowmobile traffic. Um, and then, you know, they have groomers that come through. So there was a point in the middle of the night on the first night at Arrowhead that I did not see another foot track, another shoe print. I did not see a snowmobiler, nothing for like eight hours at least. Oh, wow. And you're like, there could have been a nuclear war and like nobody remembered to come get me or something. Oh, no. Did you think you were uh, lost? Well, I mean, I knew I knew I was on a trail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have thought I was lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of it too, right? I mean, there's a little bit of navigation to, to be involved in this. I rely way too much on my Garmin. But, you know, getting lost, like, what can you do if you're lost, right? Like, keep going or whatever. I mean, you can't stop in these. You do have a bivy and, like, a minus 40 sleeping bag. But, you know, 
that nobody's going to come rescue you in the middle of the night, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wait till morning. So you might as well just keep going and figure out where you are. <laughs> but yeah, so then I did um, the one in Wyoming the following year. That was the COVID year. So they canceled a bunch of them. And that's whenever I really like, these people are so special. It really reminded me of the early years of ultra running where like everybody knows everybody. Even if you don't, you just all go out to dinner together and you start swapping stories. Um, you all take care of each other. Everybody gives everybody rides from the airport and stuff. It was just really fun. It's a really great community of crazies. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when you're in an ultra race, do you talk to your competitors around you? Let's not call them competitors. Let's just talk. Let's say they're your peers. Mm-hmm. Is it chatty? Because when I've done the Ironmans, it is not that chatty. But when Erica oh. did hers, it was very chatty. Oh, my God. That's why we make fun of triathletes so much. <laughs> I was so upset no one would talk in my Ironman because the half Ironman I did, people were talking. The full I did, no one talked. That's because they're um, all in the zone, man. I, I So I did two Ironmans way back in the day. That's how I ended up here. Um, so I recovered from that affliction, luckily. Uh, <laughs> well, I got yeah. it on the list, so get ready to talk about it. <laughs> that's um that's why I really enjoy alternating that's also one of the reasons why I never felt like I needed a pacer or crew because I just find somebody who's going the same pace as me and we chit chat through the night you know and usually you find interesting people and you learn about new races Um, but yeah that's pretty much all we do is talk and then what's funny is you realize you've just bared your soul to this person they've told you all about their relationship struggles their rough childhood whatever you don't know their name you have no idea what they look like other than like the back end of their shorts and their calf sleeves. <laughs> and then like you see them in the face and you're like, oh, that's what you look like. Huh? Interesting. It's not, not what I pictured. <laughs> um, I will say though, with road marathons, I get very frustrated because I'm a funny person, damn it. And I make a lot of random jokes about signs or people along the road. And everybody wears AirPods now when they're running, even in a race. And so I say something and nobody laughs. And I'm like, why did anybody laugh at that? That was funny. And then I realized nobody can hear me. It's a waste of your talent. What the hell, people? (laughs) Yeah. See, I do run with music, but I have the aftershock so I can hear everything going on around me. So. I, I like you're to hear. You're not laughing because you're trying to ignore me and make me go. Oh no, I would be the yeah. one who would laugh at you. I'd be the one trying to like chime in on your jokes too, like ride ride your coattails. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Believe me, she laughs because I'm funny too, and she laughs all the time at me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. At you said at so. exactly <laughs> keyword. <laughs> Good stuff. That's why I can't eat gels either, or the the gel blocks be it anymore because I snorted them through my nose one time and I was laughing. No way. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. That is like one hell of a booger. (laughs) I'll say that is the same flavored at least. I'll say that is the same reason I can't drink gin anymore either. Oh gross. (laughs) Oh, it was disgusting and I still think it's gross. Anyways. All right. So while we're all laughing and having a good time, I know you got a couple really epic stories that are a little bit about what we're about. (laughs) <laughs> and I know one's recent and one you told me about already at work. And I'm like, Erica, I've been holding this from you for months <laughs> and you have to hear it from her. He's told me nothing. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hear what All you right, got. Well, let's, let's start with the recent one because I think that's that's more for Erica. Like no matter how bad things get, just keep going in it. It never always keeps getting worse. Um, <laughs> so this was actually at Laurel Highlands, the race we were talking about in Pennsylvania, the second of the three in a row. Um, And this is my big like Western States qualifier of the year too. So I was, you have to take a bus to get to the start um, and you camp out like the night before at the finish line. And then you get on this bus at three o'clock in the morning 
and they drive you down these twisty turvy roads to the start and my friend was also doing the race so we met up at the start and um, we were just chit-chatting and he announced that the race was going to start in like a minute or something and I realized that I never put water in my hydration pack in my bottles oh "Oh, crap so I had to hurry up and go fill it up with water you know they had some water there and uh, I ran we got to the start and it was pouring down the rain it was just a crummy morning and I start going and I take a sip of the water and it just tasted funky. Um, mm. It's almost like, you know, if you like leave curdled milk or something in a cup and it like sits overnight <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then fill it up with water. Like it was really bland, but I was just like, this does not taste good at all. Mm-hmm. And it, it was 11 miles from the start to the first aid station. So I had no other water options other than this water that I had just filled up with. So I was like, crap, what am I going to do? So um, it's all climbing for the first like eight miles and uh, everything was going really good. You know, I just run a hundred the weekend before. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start slow, you know, walk this whole hilly part. I had my poles with me even. Um, I'm just going to walk this, take it super chill and see how I feel. So I get about six miles in, you know, maybe a little over an hour and I feel, you know, pretty good. Like my legs are tired, but they're not cramping or anything. I'm, I'm making decent time. And, uh, So then I'm like starting to go up this steeper part of this hill and there's tons of people all around me, right? Like we're all just walking, going up this hill. So you can't get off the trail or anything. Mm -hmm. And the gurgles start in my stomach. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) So I start going some more and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to find a place. Let me just see if I can get rid of whatever this demon is that has gotten a hold of my (laughs) inside. And, uh, but like, we're still climbing and it's like narrow on the, it's like a narrow trail. And so there's a big steep cliff on the left side that goes up. And then there's a big steep cliff on the right side that goes down. So there's like nowhere to even get off the trail. And then also there's like a ton of people in front of me and a ton of people behind me. And, you know, usually that's one of the great things about trail races is the world is your bathroom and you can just go anywhere you want to, but it was just super inconvenient. And so I even had to like start clenching and walking, you know, kind of doing the duck walk thing to squeeze oh, my so uncomfortable. tighter together. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to get real awkward real quick. Um, so then like, you know how these things go though? Like it just passed, right? Like a couple minutes later and then I'm just like, oh, that was just a false alarm. I'm fine. You know, whenever I get to the next porta potty or, you know, next good area, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> And then, of course, it came back like a few minutes later and we did the whole funny dance again and clenching and everything else. And I'm like trying to move in weird ways and massage my belly and move my shorts up and down so they're not squeezing on my my <laughs> intestines and stuff. Um, and finally, it just got too much and the dam broke. Oh, no. <laughs> and there was a little bit of leakage. And I was like, well, there's still a lot of people around, but at least there's enough room to get off the trail. And so I just quickly like kind of ducked into the bushes, but my ass was in full view of anyone <laughs> on the trail. <laughs> I mean, you know, in those moments, people know what's going on. It's not like they're like, oh, did something happen to your pants? What's is the full moon up early? I don't want <laughs> you know, they did at least like just politely be like, oh, my. Mm-hmm. And then there were sounds involved, too. So they had the audible warnings that they should be far, far away from me. Oh, no. Um, and so I have these really great, um, they're called sport wipes. They're like a silicone based lubricant thing. And, uh, another runner friend told me about them and they're fantastic for like cleaning all of that up. Right. Cause once you start getting chafage in your butt crack on your butthole, that's like, that's bad. And again, this was like, you know, not even 10 miles into a 70 mile race that I had to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get all cleaned up and then like the exact same process happens probably, I don't know, eight more times before the first aid station. Oh my God. I'm 
just a mess. I could never get far away from people to just have a nice, quiet moment in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just really horrible. And I was like, I, there's no way. Like, if, if there's somebody I know at this aid station, I'm just dropping out. I can't. I can't go on like this. And then I get to the aid station and I see the genius me had put a spare pair of shorts in her bag. So and I was never so thankful for those shorts. <laughs> And they even had a porta potty there, which is not always the case at an ultra. And I went into the porta potty and I was very close to the cutoff at this point, actually. And I said, how much time do I have to leave? And they're like, well, you just had to be in by a certain time. We're not we're not real strict on when you leave. And so I probably spent a good 20 minutes in that porta potty, just like wiping myself down from head to toe, trying to dry everything up, clean everything, get everything out of my system. I dumped out all that water that I had mm. started over again. And I would say the day didn't like exactly turn around there. It was still kind of touch and go, but I had like stolen a roll of toilet paper from the porta potty. So at least I was more prepared <laughs> and we kept everything flowing and clean and there were less people around me. And then I would say like, maybe like by eight hours in, I felt great. I was good to go. Um, of course, then I was like close to the time cutoff. You have to finish under 20 hours to get a Western States qualifier. And I was probably at like 21 hour pace or something. I was like, shit, I really got to, I really got to push this now. But yeah, I, I ended up finishing in 19 and a half hours, which was by far my slowest time. But um, I threw away those pants whenever those shorts, <laughs> the shorts whenever I got done. They were oh, you didn't say them like you do your shoes? <laughs> what? I do not. No, no. The shoes actually made it. I was really surprised. Oftentimes I do end up getting stuff on my shoes, either pee or poop or something, mm-hmm. especially whenever it's that bad of a disaster. But really it was just the underwear and the shorts that that had to go. Yeah, so, so that was okay. Uh, I'm a little bit lactose intolerant, so I don't know if there was something in the water. You know, I talked to some other people that had stomach issues, not as bad as me, but I don't know. That's the only thing we can come up with for what. That, what is, that is rough. That is not how you want to start a race at all, let alone a 70 mile race. Right. But the good thing was, is like, you know, I still had, I just kept going and eventually mm-hmm. my body was like, oh, fine. You're really going to make us do this. Okay. <laughs> we'll be quiet. We'll settle down. Okay. <laughs> so this was very recent. And just before, yeah. just before this happened, you agreed to come on the podcast. It so, because yes. yes. we saw each other at work, you came to the office. Uh-huh. So when this was going on, were you thinking, Oh, I got that episode coming up. This will be a good one. <laughs> no, I really wasn't. The whole time I was like, I really hope there's not a stream of poop down the back of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if there's nobody around, it's just still like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if it's not there, you can still feel it and you think it's there. <laughs> mm. Right. Yes. It's like you when you blow a snot rocket like and you can feel something on your cheek or your face, but you're like, <laughs> There's nothing there. No matter how often I wipe it, I feel like there's something there. That was great. That turned out better than I expected. <laughs> I give you mad props for and that. Then you, and then you came in and you, you finished under time. So wait, do you know if you qualified for Western States then? I keep calling it qualified. I'm sorry. It's just a lottery. You get a ticket. So when you when you run under 20 hours, you got a ticket. You get a ticket. And yes. when will you know if that lottery ticket is a winner? It's usually the first weekend of December. Okay, so you don't know yet. Can you acquire multiple tickets in a year? No. So you got your ticket. Yes. So you're good. You don't have to do any more right now if you don't want Correct. to. Correct, yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was really going to mess up if I didn't qualify for Western States. I didn't have any other Western States qualifiers on the calendar before mm-hmm. November, which is when you have to put in for the lottery. And I would have had to like shift training and stuff. It would just have been tough. So 
don't like some of like doesn't Courtney do Walter do Western states every year? Like, are some people just a lock all the time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've won it before, if you've done it nine times and you're going for like your tenth, if you're a golden ticket winner, if you're like hella fast like Courtney to Walter, then yeah, you you can win another race and get in with a golden ticket. I'm just <laughs> wondering, like, it's a pretty epic and a pretty well known race. I'm wondering, like, the lottery field might be average ultra runners versus the best ultra runners. Almost all average. I love that. But like everybody I know that's been in the Western States lottery got in on their very first try. Like they had never run a hundred before they put in one ticket and they got in. And then everybody <laughs> from West Virginia that I know has like 128 tickets, which is like seven years. And they're still haven't won the lottery. It just oh, doesn't wow. feel right. How long have Not you been fair. trying? How long have you been trying to get in? Um, I think, I think this will be my fourth or fifth year. So I'll send some good juju your way. Well, that was part of the reason that I ran Old Dominion, because I felt like the ultra gods, now that I've run the oldest on the East Coast, they'll let me run the oldest on the West Coast. It's, it's actually, only fair, right? It's actually the, like, after each other and stuff. So, uh-huh. yeah, so it's actually the oldest in the world. I Googled it. Go. Western <laughs> States 100 Miler is the world's oldest 100 mile trail race. It has over 1,800 feet of climbing and over 23,000 feet of descending. Descending is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and is that in the Lake Tahoe area? I'm not going to keep reading off my phone, but that's like in the no. Lake Tahoe. No? Okay, no. I'm totally off. I thought it was Lake Tahoe near my brother. I don't know why. It is well, California. I still have you come Sherpa for me whenever I do it. Well, you don't like Sherpa, so I'll just go there and I'll, I'll do content. <laughs> okay you can do content of me pooping my pants I will, at least have a river crossing there so you can wash off in the river that's right you can be like neil <laughs> oh my god you gotta listen to our pizza gut episode if you haven't okay, yet. yeah it's i saw it on there <laughs> it's wicked funny um speaking of of before the next story and speaking of showing up to a race if i if i go you know which one i would go to if you ever ran i would go to the barclays marathon if you ever did it mm. Uh, you're kind of like uh, <laughs> I don't want. About that I don't want to do that one. <laughs> that one's ridiculous. I, I don't like races where you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get into. Right, like Western States, just because it's a straight lottery, I can kind of handle it. Okay. But like, other races where there's like lotteries and you gotta like suck up to the race director or you gotta like buy a pack of cigarettes. Like I just, I'm just <laughs> not into that. Right. Like there's enough races in the world that are way better than your race that. I'm just going to go do that one for 50 bucks instead of your $4,000 thing that's too complicated for me to figure out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody knows how to get into no Barclays No one knows. Anyways. Well, not normal people. Normal people don't know. And I'll admit, I'd never heard of the Barclays Marathon till this year. Well, yeah. And then was... everyone was into it, like especially <laughs> you. Oh, There's yeah. There's a thing about it on Netflix. I watched it. Mm-hmm. She sent me all the video links. I watched them all. Mm-hmm. I um I don't own a Netflix account. Like I don't even have one that I steal from other people. So I just know about Netflix from what people tell me is on there. <laughs> what do you watch on TV? Do you do? You... <laughs> she doesn't have time for that. She too. This is again why I don't have Norma Tech boots. Right? You can't have Norma Tech boots. How about uh number two? This one I I know of a little. It's definitely number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is this is the this is the funniest personal ultra running story that I have. So I saved it for last. Um, 
So one of my goals, and this is this is a good thing about goal setting. At work, we've been working on our SMART goals a lot. Um, and obviously, I was not very specific whenever I set this goal. But one of my goals was to break tape at a race, like to be the first person, but also it to be a big enough race that they like have a banner up and you get to run through it and stuff. And so that had always been kind of the dream of mine, because some races you just win and they just hand you a little trophy and you go away. But there's this local half marathon we do. There's a, a racetrack here um, called Summit Point. It's where like the CIA and stuff do their training courses and they have some car races and motorcycle races and stuff. But in the spring, when they're getting the track ready, they also do a running race on the course. So it's kind of fun because there's lots of twists and turns and it's not flat because you do have to go like up and over a bridge too. But, you know, it's it's relatively simple and it's all very nice paved course. So it's good to try to set a PR app. This year, this was like my second or third time running it. And I also knew that they gave out pretty good prize money. So if you were the first place woman, you got $300. And then second, you got $150. And then third, I think you got like $50 or $75. Mm -hmm. Again, not like enough to break the bank, but I was trying to save up for a treadmill at this time. And I said that I would use all of the winnings from the year to buy what the best treadmill I could get with that amount of money. Nice. So I really like I had, my training had been really good all all for all spring and all winter. And it was a really great day. It was like freezing cold, maybe like 35 to 39 degrees, which, you know, for a hard effort, that's like ideal. I was feeling really good. It was around St. Patrick's Day. And so I had had, I usually make my own corned beef. Like, you know, I get the beef and I corn it for like three weeks ahead of time and stuff. And so I had had some great protein, lots of cabbage the night before. I was <laughs> ramped up and ready to go. So it's a two loop course. You do the first six and a half miles. Everything felt great. And there was a girl from my local running club. She was like very close to me at every time because there's so many twists and turns. You can always see where people are. But I was like still feeling strong through the first loop, like felt really good. She was like maybe a turn back from me. So, you know, at least a good couple hundred yards. She seemed like she was fading a little bit. I didn't know if she was playing mind games with me or not, but I was like, it's fine. If she attacks, I've got enough in the tank to just push my way through this. So we're maybe halfway through the second loop, maybe so three or four miles left to go. And the gurgles start again. Mm -hmm. And uh, clenching was not doing anything. <laughs> and there is a porta potty on the course. And I was like, if I stop for even a second, she's going to beat me. Right. And like, if it had been maybe a normal race, I might have made a different calculation, but this was $300, right? Mm -hmm. Like 300 versus 150. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pass the opportunity. And the shorts I had on were great shorts. You know, they had the liner uh, with lots of elastic and then they just started to gradually fill up over time. Oh no. <laughs> And, you know, at first you're like, no, no, I think that's just a fart. Oh, no, that's I feel sloshing. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh, my butt cheeks are wet, too. Oh, oh, this is <laughs> this is bad. So I, I ran like that with these like my butt just getting gradually bigger as my shorts balloon <laughs> out with poop for three miles. I cross the finish line. I get to break tape. Note Congratulations. Yourself, your goals that you do not break tape with poop in your pants. <laughs> and I immediately started crying. Oh. Uh, at that moment, of course, like the dam breaks and like all the poop is just flooding down the backs of my legs. And the woman, I mean, this is like a local race too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not like a huge thing. Like, not that I know all these people, but they know me. They're like, Ugh. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of run away. I don't even think I grabbed my medal or anything. And they luckily had a bathroom with a shower in it. So I ran in there, but I didn't like bring clothes to change into because it was just a half marathon. I was just going right back home after this. 
So I'm in the shower trying to like rinse out all of my clothes, trying to get poop out of them so that I can put them back on and then go collect my check that I literally just embarrassed myself over. (laughs) So yeah, and it was it was pretty much all the cabbage from the night before. So note to self, do not eat cabbage the night before. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, I, I got some very weird looks from a lot of people that day. Was it worth it? I I don't know. I don't know if my pride is worth that extra 150 bucks. <laughs> I didn't have much pride to begin with, so maybe it was okay. But you got to break tape, so I think that's, it's worth it. That's awesome. I did, yes. That that was and I don't remember it at all because I've just like blocked out that traumatic moment from my <laughs> Well, thank you for reliving it for our podcast. <laughs> as traumatic as that is. Aww. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining afterwards. And even at the time I was like, Tomorrow you will laugh about this, but today you can just cry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. And you'll continue to laugh every day after. Yes. And anytime somebody tells me they have a horror poo story, I'm just like, oh, no, I got you beat. Don't you worry. (laughs) I love it when you came into my office and it was like my last couple of weeks there because we all know I switched jobs in the company. And you walked in with your boss and he goes, yeah, I heard you have a podcast. What's it about? And I kind of gave him the rundown and it's a play on words. And then I I don't remember if it was me who looked at you or I was like, you want to come on? Do you have a story? And you're like, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but Ross was your boss was standing right there <laughs> and you were like oh. a little reserved. And then I think you were just like, yeah, whatever. I got a poop story and I crossed. I, 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 I broke tape. It was awesome. It was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I forget sometimes that non-runners don't talk about their bowel movements as much as runners do. And I, I forget sometimes when I'm in mixed company to be like, oh, you don't talk about this stuff all the time. About the <laughs> this this isn't normal. You it, mean? It's what? not usually something you talk about at work either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes it is. He's a good guy. He has a great head of hair, by the way. <laughs> like yours yeah, or just, an just, actual just like mine <laughs> great hair, head okay. of hair uh, there's so many people in our company that are just bald white dudes it's so hard to <laughs> I tell pre- them all apart. i prefer to call it shaved i just shave my head every day that's what i call it okay yeah i don't know if it can grow back because i've been shaving it for 12 years <laughs> but do you shave it every morning every day <laughs> i got i got ross to go run with me for five miles in louisville that's awesome. Now he has like a foot problem though, right? Yeah. Do you remember whenever we did, um, what was the thing on Strava we did right around the time I started? It was for the army 10 oh. miler, right? That's right. Yeah. So right whenever he started training for that, he got a really bad plantar fasciitis. And I mean, you know, like you're not a runner unless you've had plantar fasciitis, I feel like. <laughs> so and I'm going to share this because the CEO is gone. But the CEO wanted, he was really into the military and all that stuff for our, our company. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to bring 20 people who work for our company to run in the Army 10 miler. And so we had a competition over four weeks. You had to run 20 miles a week for four straight weeks. And there was a Strava group. And the Strava group was so large that Strava couldn't handle any group over 200 people. Like it would only refresh every six hours. Mm-hmm. And people wanted, or just kept hitting refresh. Like who ran today? Who ran? None of it mattered because if you ran your 20 miles every week for four weeks, you were put in a lottery. And this didn't work out the way he wanted because we're a worldwide global company. Mm-hmm. And of the 20 people, 
like 14 of them were overseas, international, oh. not even Americans coming to run. And he, you can see the CEO pulling the names out of the bucket, right? And he goes, another one from Sweden, another one from Switzerland. So did he have uh, to pay to yes, and, and send so, everybody over? Ooh. And so they had to, you know, foot the bill to send all these people across mm-hmm. the across the pond to run in the Army 10 miler. And there was only like, if you added him... And the two other people who are like high up in the company to make 20, there was only like three, three Americans. I got nothing against the other people. Just it was a hefty bill. Damn. Well, do you remember um, there was the guy from Santa Barbara, though, that was in the bike accident and he ended up winning the hand cycle competition or maybe second or something. But yeah, he did really well. He's from the Santa Barbara office. Wait, really? I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> I'll have to get him. Does he still work for us? As far as I know. We're a big company. Mm-hmm. Email me tomorrow. <laughs> you said worldwide. So Email me this yeah. guy tomorrow. Now, now like, we're even a bigger big company, too. Mm-hmm. We're like two big companies. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Some other company just bought us for $8 billion. That's billion with a B. <laughs> yeah. Dollar yeah. With a D. Erica's like, that's a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, they don't pay me and Michaela that kind of money. What are you talking about? You I mean, Mikhail, we can't even afford Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and I got three kids. How do you think it is with me? That's why I got to share Netflix and Disney Plus with others. Mm-hmm. So if Netflix is out there, Disney Plus, you want to do like a series on on, on Code Browns, you know, and <laughs> give us free. Disney Plus is out on that Give one. us free streaming, <laughs> you know. Amazon Prime. That would be. That would be. I just watched an awesome running documentary on Amazon Prime, by the way. Which one? Wait, can I, can I, this is totally an ad for my favorite comedian. I found him on Amazon Prime. You have to watch the show. Once is enough. Who is it? Yeah. Jeffrey Binney. Yes, that was who I was just going to say. <laughs> I just watched it. It was, and he needs to come on. And he is hilarious on Instagram. He's coming to do JFK in the fall here. Have you spoke? I I am I have yet to grow. reach out, man. I, I, one day I'll oh, have I the did, balls to like reach out to him. Instagram. I'm I do, on that Instagram generation, so I do the same. I follow him, and one of these days I'm going to say something to him and be like, "Hey, you need to come on. This guy's hilarious." Okay, all right, I am sold. Then <laughs> the movie is also just very. You know, I mean, I'm not like one of those inspirational kind of people, as you might have gathered, but th- it was a really touching movie. I thought it was very cute. And watching him struggle through that ultra that he just completed. What now? I don't want to ruin it, but basically watching him struggle through this was like at one point, like just you were miserable, too. And He's, it- so, yeah. So his mom died of a heart attack or some kind of heart disease. And I mean, she was still relatively young. And um, he decided that he wanted to get healthy. And so he decided that he's going to run the Leadville 100, which is like, you know, kind of a <laughs> difficult race at elevation. Damn. I found I it. Mean, he, did, he did get a coach, thank God. But um, yeah. yeah. The so story he, about the coach was hilarious, too, because the coach was like, are you serious? <laughs> wait, I can't remember who the coach was. He was like this big time running coach in the uk and he only like coached elite runners i can't think of his name though but i thought he did really well he's like you know that's interesting that you have this goal set i'm not gonna say no but you need to have a serious training plan to achieve this goal Mm -hmm. let's get after it you know and i mean i i respect that he didn't just say no 
Um, and then I don't think it's ruining too much, but you know, things don't go as he had hoped, maybe as he had planned, but not as he had hoped. And then he pivots and you know, he's obviously still running now. That's why I follow him on Instagram. So awesome. He calls himself the Husky ultra runner. (laughs) (laughs) And he's plant-based. I didn't know that. Uh, I would have unfollowed him if I had known that. Oh, we will get him on one day. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Season two. (laughs) Season two is going to be big. If you don't get him on before November, I will, I will plug your show. Wait, so do you think you're going to meet him at JFK? I mean, he's not that fast and the race goes on the CNO canal, which is a public trail. So I mean, I love I can it. Literally stalk him for like fifty miles. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. That's so great. Yeah, I will just just send me a bunch more stickers, and I will just keep adding stickers onto his clothing until he agrees to come on your show. We'll send you a nice care package. You, no worries. Well, well, she's got some, but we'll send some more. But yeah, the next time that sticker mule deal comes ton. in, I'm just gonna dude direct you- them to your house. <laughs> I have like I bought like five hundred stickers. Did you forget about that? No, I can't. I'll send you a bunch, Michaela. Don't worry. <laughs> we got you covered. He did give me a bunch the last time I was up in New Hampshire, so All right. That was that was great. We've gone a little bit off the rails, but I wanna I wanna <laughs> get tough. let's let's stay off the rails a little bit. Let's talk about getting lost. Oh, yeah. So um I <laughs> whenever I signed up for that 40 miler, the Highland sky, um, I knew that I was new to this whole ultra running thing and I didn't know anything about it. So I, they do some training runs on the course. They do one on the first half and then another one a month later on the second half of the course. And I was like, Oh, I should definitely go do those. So the guy that designed the course, he's like the forest manager for the national park there. Like, so he designed these, this course, he started this race. He started the West Virginia mountain trail runners group. Like he owns this race. He knows it inside, outside. He's on these trails every day of his life. We're doing the first 20 miles. And he's like, I don't, I don't know where we are. I think we're lost. We're definitely not on the course, though. <laughs> that does not bode well. <laughs> Granted, there was a little bit of snow on the ground, right? So things did look different. But again, like he's out there all the time. So it seems like maybe he shouldn't have gotten lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first introduction to ultra running. So I just knew like, oh, this is just a thing that happens all the time. You're just constantly lost. Um, so later that year, whenever I did actually run the race, I was with a guy that had done the race like every year since it existed. And we ended up getting lost on this. There's a part where you go down a ski resort. I mean, it's in the summertime, but you know, you're still like on the ski slopes and we got lost and turned around and probably did an extra, I mean, it wasn't that much, maybe like an extra mile or so. Um, This year at that same place, people got lost again, didn't see flagging. And then even I did a local 5k on the roads. Oh no. And I was running with like the old guys in the lead pack that like know the thing. And we also got lost and ended up like coming through the finish shoot the wrong way. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just perpetually lost. Um, I think you had asked about pacing the first time I ever paced a girl. I felt really bad. I got her lost on, it was a loop course, but it was like a 20 mile loop. And we um, did one loop together. And then I don't know, like on the second loop, we just went the wrong direction. I mean, it was the middle of the night, but in theory, I should have still been coherent enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we went like two and a half miles the wrong way. Oh, no. So ended up dropping just because that was too mentally demoralizing at that point. Oh. 
Yeah. So if I, I mean, you know, your loop course should be fine, but if you ever start doing other ultras, just be prepared to get lost a little bit or know where the problems parts are mm-hmm. so you can like wait till somebody else gets lost with you. That's good advice. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do something for the first time. And I might start doing this on most episodes where I find one Instagram picture and ask you about this Instagram picture. So I need to ask you something you posted in 2016. Oh, God. My hashtag Rundies hold me accountable. I, I knew that. So as soon as you said that, I knew. I'm going to tell Ashley about this, just so you know. Hey, you're the one who posted your ass on Instagram. <laughs> I had a better ass in 2016. Um, Yeah, so they were from, I think they were from Brooks, weren't they? You know, like the little days of the week underwear you had as a kid? I don't know if boys had them, girls had them. Girls had them. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And like some people were crazy and would wear like not the right day on the other day. Like they would wear Wednesday underwear on Monday. (laughs) That was inconceivable to me. (laughs) You know, like even if I took a shower on Tuesday night, there's no way I could put on the Wednesday underwear, right? (laughs) It was very complicated. So like forgetting all this about myself, I bought the Brooks underwear that had like, they had a long run, a Farklick, a tempo run, an easy day, a race day pair. Um, but it was it was just the whole thing. I had to get rid of them. It was too stressful for me to have like, <laughs> oh my god, I put on my long run, but it's the day like you know I ran in the morning, and now it's, do I still wear the long run runs? It's going to be an easy run tomorrow. Do I put on the easy? It was yeah. I just <laughs> that's adorable. Well, if, I put them, if I would put them on in the morning, right? Like I had to do the race that run that day. Like those are the long run ones, so I had to do a long run. So that's why I said they held me accountable. <laughs> I'm just noticing this other one as I'm creeping your uh, Instagram. <laughs> Trainer rides are better because they don't let me ride outside top. <laughs> I might have said that wrong. Trainer rides are better because they don't let me ride outside topless. Yes, I said it right. They don't <laughs> let you go topless outside. I mean. It's frowned upon, yeah. And I, I mean, you've never had the joy of trying to take off a sweaty sports bra. The worst. Yep. <laughs> a word. It's the same as a soaking t-shirt. About it. The same as a soaking t-shirt. No, it's not. No, try it like with a wet straight jacket. Whenever your arms are exhausted. Okay. And you're all chafed from said wet nasty. She, she, yep. She I will it. try it, but we will not post it. <laughs> I think you should try it. This should be a new Insta challenge. I better have like ten thousand followers by tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we got like two hundred and fifty, so we can get you, we can get you maybe like six. <laughs> We're hoping you help us and we help you. Oh so we'll share this with all podcast. our uh, coworkers. <laughs> I did a podcast with a friend in 2020, and on it, I said that I was going to do this whole like back to back to back race series, the three races. And a guy messaged me on Facebook and said, "Oh, I want to do that too. Let me know how it goes for you." And then like during quarantine, he messaged me and said, hey, Julie, I know we're both runners. It would be great if we could get together sometime and maybe go on a date. Okay, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you could very clearly tell that it was just a copy paste error. Yeah. But I was like, "Mm," it literally says right here in Messenger who you're talking to. If you can't even figure that out, I don't think this is going to work. Oh, I could keep talking to you about this. I think you got many more stories that would be great to hear one day. I think when you're back in uh, New Hampshire for work, 
we should get together. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I can uh, come help you Sherpa one of Erica's races sometime. Yes, even though you don't like Sherpas, you would probably be a great Sherpa. Oh, yeah. No, I love Sherpaing for other people. See, it'll be fine if you guys can hang out or something. Yeah, well, because last year I got to hang out with her friend, um, our friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this year I'm solo. Oh, so you yeah, will make tough. friends, man. You're real good at that. I'm gonna make. I might even bring the mics and just start talking to people. Be like, here, that. here's a mic. Grab a mic. Let's talk. So, <laughs> so my competitor, my competitor, um, her name is Katie. Um, she has never done an ultra like this before, and she's getting kind of nervous. And she's bringing her husband, and she's like, I don't know what to bring. I don't know what to do. So we should like meet up together, and so you can hang out with her husband the whole time, and then we can talk to Katie in between laps and stuff. I'm down. Mm. I'm down. Okay. Erica always has a big final question. Okay. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I heard your links, but I want you to uh, tell everybody else. But uh, we have a Spotify playlist that we like to add. Um, just any kind of song that that will pump you up or just get you in the mood to run, to work out, anything like that. So if you could add songs to our playlist, what would you add? So I sent you the link to my favorite one. It's a 24-hour playlist. It is the very serious song. It's Raining Tacos. (laughs) That is a banger. (laughs) It's a delightful, like, one-and-a-half-minute song to listen to on repeat for 24 hours straight. It makes playlist planning very simple. Have you ever listened to that thing on loop for that long? Uh, No, no. I think I can make it through maybe about 10 repetitions. I will say, though, that um, I do tend to find a favorite song and I will literally put it on repeat or I'll put like it and the remixes of it all on repeat. And I'll just listen to that for like eight hours straight during an ultra. And that doesn't phase me in the least bit. Nice. Um, The song I sent to you is really the song that I always put on for Hill Repeats, Evan Gia's Sideline. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a dance remix of The Wellerman. It's like an Irish jig song. That's another one I could listen to on repeat forever. Yeah, it, there's sometimes classical music on my playlist. There's sometimes Irish music. It, it spans the whole gamut. Um, <laughs> I will find as many of these as I can to put on put on the playlist. But it, it's raining tacos already made it. <laughs> All right, hold on. Can you hear this? <laughs> can we get you dancing there? <laughs> I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, remember, I have no shame. We've already adjusted. <laughs> this is making me hungry. Oh, I like. love it. That's I mean, great. Whenever I'm running and I don't have music, I end up singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Oh, my God. So something really stupid and repetitive. So It's Raining Tacos fits the bill for that, actually. My daughter loves that song, but it's kids are, kids are something else because she'll ask me every day driving to school last year, can you play dance monkey and raining tacos and i love dance monkey and i never really enjoyed raining tacos before and now i don't really like both because i (laughs) heard them all the time like the kids will ruin things for you just because it's on repeat Mm -hmm. um just lean into it just enjoy it you don't you know what's happening you know what's gonna come next oh yeah ashley wanted to make a tiktok to raining tacos and she was gonna buy all the taco stuff and adeline was gonna throw it and i'm like that's such a waste of food (laughs) (laughs) yeah has somebody not done this already i'm sure somebody has (laughs) anyways (laughs) (laughs) those are some bangers for sure (laughs) speaking of bangers actually final question final question tell me about a piano man during a marathon 
Um, so I was supposed to do Big Sur to Boston, Boston to Big Sur during like the year of the pandemic. So um, I ended up running Boston in October then that year, and I didn't want to run it again because Boston's just terrible. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> Erica shots. Yeah, I I mean I've only oh. run Boston that one time. So <laughs> what year did you run it? I did it 2018, but I actually did Boston to Big Sur that year. Oh, did you? I had the one. Well, I had one year where instead of it being like six days apart, it was 13 days apart. So it wasn't oh. it wasn't quite as bad. But I know the piano man you speak of. And we just had. Yeah. Oh, so it's oh, okay. So he's a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a thing. There, yeah, he's been at every Big Sur. Yeah, you can even buy his CDs and stuff. It was very delightful. And he dresses up like in the full tails and everything. Nice. It's really amazing. And the way the course is, you know, you're running along Route 1, so you get like the the sound of it with the waves in the background, like long before you can even see him. You know, they have it amplified. So it's really delightful. Well, this is pretty great, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone who uh, just became big fans of us from our Boston Marathon episode with Mike Beeman is going to be like, oh, Michaela. <laughs> hey, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But besides so. that, besides that, this well, actually, no, besides that, the whole thing was epic and awesome. I'm so happy you finally, uh, we finally got you on. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Start saving up more stories for us because I want to hear about your luck with the uh, getting into Western states. I hope it happens for you. Uh, yeah. What yeah, were we'll, the other we'll big business stuff you got going expe- on? Will business expense it to go out there? I have London Marathon. I have London Marathon coming up. Awesome. October, so, so you're getting your six star? Oh, my God. I am one off. You're going to beat me. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Tokyo is the one I need, um, and I'm doing it next year. Are you? Are they going to open it up again, finally? They have. I'm so far, so so good. Like, it's in the works. Good. but. Um, when I did it, it was 40 degrees and rainy the entire time. Like it started raining as soon as they loaded us in a corral. So we just stood there in the pouring rain for like 30 minutes and then ran. The awesome. It was well, that was my Boston year. So <laughs> if I can, if I can handle that year, I hopefully I can handle some crappy Tokyo weather, but wow. Tokyo that's so exciting for you. Can't Ma- wait. <laughs> Michaela, you're awesome. Thanks for coming on. Michaela Shermshock. No, let me. Sherm. All right. It's Michaela Shremshock. Did I nail she it? better than I do. <laughs> I, I had better practice than he did. <laughs> but you were least... also trying. He put some effort in there. Yes, I did. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really fun. What's up, everybody? I just want to give a huge shout out to Michaela for being so awesome for coming on the pod. We have to get you to come up here and run with us because you are just full of stories and I can't wait to hear more from you. Lucky enough for us, she comes up a couple times a year for work, so it will happen. This one definitely will happen. I know what a few others are like. Hopefully, we can see Mike Beeman again. Hopefully, Megan from Wisconsin mm-hmm. comes over. But uh, yeah, so... We are doing the whole Instagram live thing here for the second half of the show. Uh, the cool thing is Katie goes, no one's watching. I think it stays <laughs> up for 24 hours anyways, like a story. So they can watch later. Uh-huh. But yeah. Uh, Still pretty cool. That was a fantastic interview. And what about what about getting her up here to do an ultra with you? That would be a ton of fun if we could get her to do the anchor That down. would be fun. If she wants to do that, she has the criteria. She she definitely fits the the bill. And you know, so she just needs to to do it. I bet you, she would have to do the chance there to break tape. 
Oh, absolutely. And maybe she's this done time, it before. Yeah, maybe this time she could break tape and it would be a little cleaner. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think so. Well, anyways, do you want to fill everyone in with a little uh, news, a little update about you and me and about mainly me, mainly the Penguins marching south? Yeah, man. I have to officially welcome you to the team this year. We've had quite a few people drop out, which was really sad. Some of the OG Penguins couldn't make it this year, had stuff come up, and uh, you you got the invite. So screw your leopard leopard seals. Like, <laughs> oh. You're an official penguin now. Speaking of that, I won't I won't mention her name, but I went to a concert Friday night. Guess who was sitting in front of me? That girl. The girl. Did she know it was you? Oh, you know, we we go way back, but I didn't know she was going to mm-hmm. be there. Really? And That's she, so random. Right. <laughs> and she's right in front of us and I'm like, "Oh, you're the one who ruined reached the beach last year for us." <laughs> That's just so so random. I will well, say Well, at least you get to experience it this time. But this is your first reach the beach, right? Or it will be? Yeah, this will be my first reach the beach. Okay. I will say I did give plenty of opportunities for you to give the invitation to a few others. I know one I was like, hey, ask Denise. Denise Mm -hmm. really wants to do it. So I don't think she could. And I said, you know, keep keep me as your last resort. And then then it seemed like just more and more people dropped. I mean, stuff came up. People get injured. I mean, our Rachel, she had to move. So it, it stinks, but life happens and... We uh we're we're making do. Welcome, I'm excited officially. Yeah, I'm you're, definitely. You're kicking it off too. You're runner one. How many times do I run? I don't even know this. What's the deal? <laughs> you run three times. So we have a team of twelve. There's two vans, six runners per van. We do runners one through six, and then the second van takes over. They do their six runs. Then it goes back to us. So you run once every twelve times. Okay. The the uh, distances vary. What's up, Wicked Smart Zone? Wicked Smart Zone. From 30,000 feet above ground. Hey, that's pretty cool. They've been on a what looked like a pretty epic vacation. Costa Rica, right? I think What's so. What's up, Josh and Janine? Something, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for Reach the Beach. It's coming up in a month. Hi, Katie. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. So you got to make sure that you're, uh, you're in shape. I believe uh, your first one, you go up. Uh, the mountain in Bretton Woods. What? Yeah, you have like, it's like a one point something mile trek, but you go up the mountain and then back down and then you hand off to me because <laughs> I'm runner two. Oh, is that why you're runner two? Because you know the hills on runner one? Pretty much. I, I've done runner two before and I liked it. I get to run around the Mount Washington Hotel. That's my first leg. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited. Fun. I'm excited. I'm uh I, I we do have one person. If someone else drops out, I do know of one person who wants to join. So Jesse, if you're listening, um when someone drops out, shoot me a message. I think Tori found somebody else though. So Yeah. She's gonna take runner three, I believe. Cool. Don't quote me on it, but that's where <laughs> that's where I think we're at. I'm super excited. This little mm-hmm. uh, Instagram live thing was fun. Hopefully the people who did jump on enjoy it, but I think we're going to jump off and finish the episode. We don't want to give everything away. No, <laughs> you got to listen for that. Thank you, everyone who jumped on and whoever else does. <laughs> we're going to finish up the episode. You see Drew? What's up, Drew? <laughs> All right. Now that we hung up on live, uh, Erica, anything else exciting going on? Uh, honestly, I'm just I'm looking forward to reach the beach. I'm going to keep training. Hopefully my injury will correct itself and get a little bit better because I want to be in tip top shape for for the penguins marching south. 
yeah, I it's now kind of a good goal for me to start running and doing a little more of this uh, mm-hmm. running thing. I have been running a lot lately. And some days, though, I feel great. And then today, I only ran 3.6. And now it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, uh, three days ago, I ran six miles and I felt fantastic. So, yeah. That's it's how weird. it goes. That's how it goes. Good it's, days, bad days. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. God, I can't. Well, you had oh, that sweet concert. That con- how was that? It was a blast. It was good. OAR was the middle act. Um, mm-hmm. I was taking a, a video and, and posted it on Instagram on stories. And I was singing the song, Hey Girl. But it, I, I didn't even know, like, I could hear myself singing on the story when I posted it. And <laughs> Callie goes, you should sing on the podcast. And I'm like, well, I think I did a few episodes ago. I was singing Top Gun. I just couldn't remember if it actually made the, the cut. <laughs> but yeah, the concert was fun. So I took a friend because actually last, not last minute, but like a couple months ago, decided not... Yeah, I decided not to go because my daughter was in a play this weekend. And it was her first. How was that? Did you go to that? Well, so I went Saturday night and Ashley went Friday night. And Mm -hmm. she did fantastic. It was the Seussical Kids or something like that. It was a Dr. Seuss play. Oh. And that was great. So, oh, and then you know what I did today is, uh, this is fitting for the podcast. What? I bought a toilet and I installed a toilet in our house. (laughs) I bought a toilet. I'm proud of myself that I solved the leaking problem. So in the past month, I've solved a leaking dishwasher and now a leaking toilet. Mm. Good for you. The door's opening. Uh Uh-oh. You know who it is. There she is. You coming to say goodnight? I'm Miss Adeline. You know what? It's the very end of the podcast. You want to come and say, hey, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Make sure to say... Don't forget to follow us at On The Runs. Don't forget to follow us on On The Runs. Nice job. Good job. <laughs> Adeline, you did great, you know? <laughs> Adeline is going to start her own podcast. You told me. Yeah. You got to help her. Yep. You're a pro now. It's going to be named The Adeline Show. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> well, I guess I'll let you get back to your show. Boy Means World waits for no one. Is he waiting for you? <laughs> yeah, Brandon's downstairs. He's working in the meantime, but we can squeeze in another episode before bedtime. All right. Well, it's getting late. I got to finish mm-hmm. up this episode, so it's out in the morning. I really appreciate everyone who tuned in to our last episode and everyone who's tuned into every episode. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at On The Runs. We're on Twitter now. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're We're growing. And you can email us at ontherunspod at gmail.com. I keep throwing that at in there. And Erica? I think Adeline can take us out. How about that? All right, Adeline, take us away. Don't forget to stretch. That was perfect. Very good, Adeline. All right, I need a little help on this one, though. Okay. How do you pronounce your last name? Shremshock. Shremshock. You're going to yeah, ruin that. I can't He's even. He's going to ruin it. That's... I, I don't pronounce it correctly. I just slur it all together into like one and a half syllables. That's two S's for me, and I can't do anything with the letter S. <laughs> but it's a sh sound, like sh, shremshock.